I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. This is episode 215. It might as well be episode one, because I am restarting the podcast. I, uh, anyone who listened to podcasts for a long time, uh, you know that I've kind of lost my way with it, and uh, I've recently discovered what it was missing was the focus that I originally had when I started, because one of the things I wanted to do with this podcast was talk about what's wrong, and it turned into a bit more of a dialogue about, or monologue, about stand-up comedy. Well... The absence of touring and doing stand-up comedy, I'm back to complaining about the way the world is, and that's what I'm going to be doing from now on. So from now on, starting from here, which may as well be, as I said, episode one, I'm going to start the new old format. I'm going to pick a topic every week, and I'm going to talk about it. This week, let's jump right in, it's fanaticism. I am getting fucking tired of people on both sides, left and right, of the political and social spectrum pushing their agendas to the point of fault. Look, it's very easy for that. I say this as an unap- unapologetically left-wing person. I am very left-wing, all right? And if you're new to the podcast, you should know that before you start listening. I believe that you should never discriminate anybody based on... You, should never, you shouldn't give a fuck about anyone's race or gender or ethnicity or sexual interest or whatever the fuck it is. If, I believe in true equality. I really do. I also believe that there needs to be balance that needs to be returned. So I believe in things like Black Lives Matter. I am a feminist. I believe that people should have equal rights when it comes to marriage, although I don't believe in marriage necessarily. I believe that if we're going to have an institution like that, everyone should have access to it. I am an egalitarian. That's what I am. I'm a person who believes that everyone should have the equal chance to fuck up because we are all going to fuck up, and that's how things should be. There is no more conversation about, you know, well, these people get these rights. No, as far as I'm concerned, across the board, equal rights. I believe that you should be allowed to be wealthy. I don't think there's any problem with having as much money as you want. But if you're greedy, fuck you. I think that if you're greedy, if you're the kind of person who will hurt other people knowingly, unknowingly is one thing, but knowingly to make more profit, if you have an opportunity to make more money and you choose to hurt people to do that, I think, fuck you, I think greed is a mental illness. That's something else I think, all right? I am an atheist, not an agnostic, not, I'm not sure. I do not believe in the existence of God or supreme being. I don't care what you believe. You can believe whatever you want. We all may be wrong. Some of us may be right. Who fucking knows? As far as I personally am concerned, religion particularly is the perversion of faith. What it does is it takes people's faith and belief in a higher being, and it puts a human spin on it. And that spin is always there to control people. I believe that religion and organized religion are a fucking cancer on our society. I know they do a lot of good, blah, 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 but when it comes down to it, you could do that without having to donate or tithe or tell people they can't get married or do whatever the fuck else that organized religion does, all right? That's what I believe. I believe in a woman's right to choose. Fuck yeah. I believe it's none of my fucking business, is what I believe. I believe in these things, and this is what I believe. And if you're new to the podcast, if you know the podcast, if you know my act, if you know me, none of this is going to be a shock. But if you're new, here's what I believe. Do no harm. Live your life by those three words. Do no harm. Because ultimately, if you're not hurting anybody, who gives a fuck? I don't care what you do. Put any drug you want in your body, put any object you want in your body, do anything you want with yourself, with other consenting people, consenting adults. I don't give a fuck. Live your life. It's none of my business. But I also believe that that should be the other way around too. And I believe that what you think are your rights, if they harm other people, if your rights infringe on other people, it's not a cut and dried 
thing of like, well, I'm allowed to have this because blank my rights. Well, hold on a second. We're living in a society. If you choose not to live in a society, you choose to live outside of the bounds of society, that's your own shit. Go live on an island somewhere. Fucking have a bunch of dogs. Live by yourself. But if you're going to be going to the same 7-Eleven as me, no AK-47s. That's as far as I'm concerned. That's how I believe things. Now, we're not going to agree on everything. I don't expect us to. That's not what I got into this for, all right? What I expect us to do is be able to have civil dialogue. And that's where what I want to talk about this week has fallen down, is the fanaticism. Because you cannot have a civil dialogue with a lot of people nowadays. Not everybody. Most people remain relatively apathetic, which is nearly as dangerous. But at least they're not in your face. I left Facebook about, I was very active on Facebook. Anyone who knows my act and knows who I am and knows the kind of person I am knows that my passions are not gone when I put down the microphone and leave the stage. I believe the things I believe and I have no problem defending them and saying them. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it, but most of the time I stick to my guns because I believe the things and I'm usually never saying anything I don't believe or can't defend. Everyone makes mistakes. I'm not saying that, that anybody is above that or above you know, making errors. But as a human being, the majority of the time, I try to be measured and, and I try to be empathetic and understanding and I try to have communications and I have made a very hard effort over the years to not immediately dismiss people who do not necessarily agree with my point of view. In fact, I don't want everyone to agree with me. I think if you agree with everything I say, you're missing what I'm saying. I think we're going to disagree on stuff, and I think that's fine. And I think civil discourse, communication, the classical idea of an argument where we can talk about different ideas and communicate with each other, that's fucking ideal. That's what it should be. We should be able to have a discourse where we talk about things where I feel something different from what you feel, and you feel something different. No, I'm not talking about facts being up for debate. I'm not talking about whether or not gravity's real. I'm not talking about whether or not the Earth is flat. Go fuck yourself. Facts are facts. I'm talking about ideas. If you say to me, well, I believe that, you know, this is the correct way to raise a child because of this. I will say, okay, I believe this, and we can have a discussion about it. If you say, I believe this is the correct way to approach fiscal responsibility, and I say, I believe this, and we have a discussion about it, and that's fine. That's fine. But when it degrades to the pejorative, which is what it seems to be now, all it seems to be, Twitter, Facebook, anything, and on the right, we all know what's going on on the right, all right? If you disagree with them, you're not a patriot. If you disagree with them, you don't support the troops. If you disagree with them, you don't support the country. You don't support the office of the president. Never mind the president. And I'm talking about this, even though I'm in Canada, I'm talking about the America right now because it's the prime example. Everything has become polarized. Everything has become political. And the funniest thing about that to me is people are like, well, you're a sheep because you're wearing a mask. Or you're a sheep because you believe this. Or you're a sheep... We are being played. You are being told what you believe because it is beneficial to power to have dissent amongst the powerless. That's the way it works, all right? That's the, I mean, the divide and conquer thing works for a reason. While we're at each other's throats, we don't have a hand free to snatch back what's ours. That's the fucking thing. And so, they inflate the differences. I'm not saying differences don't exist. And there will always be fringe people. And there will always be people to extremes on both sides of the spectrum. And everyone knows that. But the majority of people that get swept up in these issues, the majority of people that end up being radicalized, are radicalized because it's beneficial to the people in control to have us incapable of having a reasonable dialogue between each other.
Because if you can look someone you disagree with in the eye and find compromise, then you can solve a problem and move on to the next problem. And eventually, you will notice someone's hand in your pocket. And the hand that's in your pocket doesn't fucking want that. So they will make you fight everybody. And I'm not telling you anything you don't fucking know. But what I'm getting tired of is that you cannot discuss anything, have a, a reasonable conversation with anybody, it seems, these days on social media without in some way getting radicalized. Now, I left Facebook because I was getting extremely tired of the 100% no conversation absolutes that you have to deal with with people. I believe this, so it must be true. No. You believe this, so you are wrong. No. That is not the way we should be communicating, but it is the way we have found ourselves to be communicating because the internet has done a couple of insidious things. And one of the most insidious things it's done is make everyone believe that their voice is louder and more important than everybody else's. And that's bullshit on both sides of the political and social spectrum. And we all have to recognize the fact that if when we stop listening to people and we start talking at people and over people and through people and discrediting people who don't immediately disagree and align with our worldview, that's where it all falls apart. The real sheep are the people that stick to ideology to the point where there is no conversation, where there is no room for movement, where there is no ability. I think it was Winston Churchill said the problem with the fanatic is that they won't change the subject and they can't change their mind. I may be misquoting that. But the principle is the same. And this is on the left as well. Cancel culture is a great example of this. There's a lot of things that we have lost the ability to read and measure intent. Is it to the point now where we are so, so dead set on pushing our personal agendas and our personal politics and our personal ideologies that we've decided that no matter what anybody else says, unless it completely lines up with what we want them to say and what we want them to feel in every single way, they're an open target. And that's not because we want to rectify something. That's because we want to feel good and powerful because it's good and it feels good to crush people and it feels good to feel better than other people. And so you can take your shitty life that maybe you haven't accomplished much in, and you can turn the barrel of the gun on someone who's maybe accomplished a lot, and be like, well, yeah, you've got a lot more than me in your life, and you've done a lot more, but you used the R word, or you said this, or you pointed this, or 10 years ago on a tweet, or a, a stand-up bit, or an article you wrote, or anything you did, you did something that I can now attack you for. And that's what bothers me, is because we lose the ability to see who the people are behind the conversation now. And now we just look at the conversation. Every word said is a bullet fired, and we just assume we're under attack. When I was on Facebook, which I don't know if I'll ever go back to, one of my primary concerns was maintaining as much as possible an open dialogue with people who did not agree with me. I do not like the idea of an echo chamber. I think that's dangerous for society, and it's dangerous for the growth of us as a people. I think the human race requires a little bit of friction, requires a little bit of competition, requires a little bit of working against each other while working together. Obviously, to a degree, I'm not talking about if you are someone who, you know, is heinous or gross or just something horrendous to people. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being able to have a reasonable, intelligent discourse and both coming into it with different ideas and both leaning it was probably saying different ideas, but maybe a little more understanding. Whatever fucking happened to understanding? Why? And I think it's because of the dopamine we get from making other people feel like shit. From standing with a group of other people. And that's particularly prevalent on the left. I am a left-wing person. Very much so. 
I vote socialist, which is my belief. I am a left-wing human when it comes to social rights very much. I believe very much in lack of government intervention in humans' lives as long as they are not doing anything harmful. That's how I believe we should be. I do not believe in the idea that, uh, that we should be able to put people down and crush other people for making a mistake, for saying something wrong, for having done something in their past. If we take away the ability for people to grow, and we take away the ability for people to be forgiven for their sins, as long as those sins are not titanic, you know what I'm saying. But if we take away the ability for people to change who they are and become better people, then we take away the incentive for people to ever be anything but stagnant. You cannot expect someone to simply come out of the womb, be born, first time they open their eyes, they're a perfect human. That doesn't exist. And the funny thing is, is a lot of these people throwing stones on the left and the right are doing exactly the things they just haven't been caught for them yet. And as a stand-up comic, I've become acutely aware of the fact that we are soft targets because stand-ups are not really dangerous to anybody. Let's face it, I huff and I puff and I scream in bars, but I haven't changed the fucking world at all. And I'm probably never going to. I might be able to reach a small group of people, but I'm an easy target. And this is not that anyone's come after me. They will one day, probably, if I ever get any level of success. But one of the benefits of being not successful is that nobody fucking knows I exist. It's a few who are listening, and I appreciate it. No, what bothers me, what is extremely frustrating to me, is that people will go after targets that aren't even high value. If you go after a comedian for say, with the exception of some, but if you go after a comedian, they're not policy makers, they're not politicians. If you're attacking someone for using a certain word, or a phrase, or dressing a certain way, or using an accent, or whatever the fuck it is you're going after them for, as long as they're not inciting hate, that's a different animal. As long as you're not inciting racism, that's a different animal. But if you're going after people for relatively innocuous behaviors, because they're easy targets and because they will respond to you because comedians have a hole in our soul where we need to be liked. So odds are good you'll get a response out of it. You're wasting your time. Use your energies to go after policymakers. You get mad at the comedian for saying a word you don't like. You get mad at the talk show host for saying something you don't like or the person on the news for saying something you don't like. In the meantime, the Senate is robbing people blind. People are starving to death. People are dying because they got sick and they don't have the money to pay for medicine. You, you, you go after someone for saying something that may appear racially inappropriate. And, yeah, oh no, if it is racially inappropriate, it should probably be talked about. There's no reason to destroy people or cancel people. That Cancel the motherfuckers that cut the benefits for underprivileged youth. Cancel the motherfuckers that have made it impossible for black, Hispanic, um, you know, uh, Asian people to succeed in America because they've made it very hard for them to get the resources they need and they keep them in poverty. Go after that. Go after the people who attack the working class with every stroke of the fucking pen. Go after the people who spent $800 billion on a military and children starved to death. Go after them. You can't. You can't go after them because it's not as rewarding. It's more fun to knock down the person that has a thing. Maybe if Mitch McConnell drove around in a Lamborghini and was dating supermodels, it'd be more fun to take him down a peg. But it's not fun to take him down a peg. It's this armchair quarterback bullshit, and I'm so sick of it. And on the right, it's just as bad. The only difference on the right is that they like to act like they're somehow morally superior. 
well, I'm more patriotic because of this. I'm more uh, of a God-fearing Christian because, and it's always hollow and it's always empty. And I have yet to see one of those motherfuckers who is not hypocritical shit. I do not understand where we have lost the ability to communicate with each other. I think the internet is part of it. I think because it has given everyone a false sense of importance and security in there. You can just say anything you want on the internet. I had a joke once where, you know, in my day, you know, kids these days, they could just be an asshole online, but I had to go down to the bar and get punched in the face to be an asshole. That was my job. That was my responsibility back then. If I wanted to start a fight with a stranger, I had to actually do it. Now you can just randomly say shit. And I'm also not saying that there isn't manipulation by the media, that there is a manipulation by foreign governments, by intelligence agencies, of course there is, of course there is. But political parties will specifically politicize everything. The, the environment should not be a political issue, but it's a political issue because Al Gore championed uh, fighting for the environment. And because that was a point that they could make about jobs, etc., etc., the right wing jumped on that and made it political. Global warming is not a left or right issue, okay? Poverty is not a left or right issue. Our education is not a left or right issue. A fucking virus is not a left or right issue. But if we're fighting with each other, we don't see that they're taking. And even if we see that they're taking, we're not organized enough to fight back and stop them from taking. Because we're so exhausted. And this is one of the biggest problems, and particularly on the left. One of the things that drives me so insane about the left is that we can't even organize to be assholes together. At least on the right, if they're going to be assholes, they're like, we're going to get our tiki torches, and we're going to go down, and we're going to march. And they all get together, they get to tiki torches, and they go down and they march. It's fucking reprehensible, but at least they organized enough to do it. If we do it on the left, we'll be like, well, I mean, what are we going to march? Uh, what kind of shoes? Are they vegan leather? Like, and, and when we get there, is there going to be wheelchair accessibility? I mean, and also, I think it's really insensitive to use the word march, because that might make people think about fascist regime. You know what I mean? That's the problem. We can't even organize ourselves. The left loses because the left fights amongst itself more than anything else. And there's great... The, the reason they do that, there's a lot of positive reasons why the left does that. Because there's more empathy on the left. There's more concern for feelings. There's more interest. But there's also a large amount of people who have this insidious intent that what they want to do is they want to co-opt a movement. Anytime you have someone who is so fanatical about something that they cannot be reasoned with, that's a problem. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. If you're so far right that you have no concept of you're racist and you're, and you're sexist and you're you know, uh, homophobic, and you're transphobic, and you're all these problems on the right. You're, the people on the left who are impossible to, to reason with, impossible to talk with, are just as bad. Because what people on the left, when they're that extreme on the left, when anything you say that's a little bit out of line will get you cancelled, and it's fun to go after them, that's not done for any noble means. That's not done for noble means. There's a different level of, hey man, just heads up, we don't say that anymore. Oh, okay, cool. As opposed to, destroy her, destroy him. They did something that I can find a problem with and now I must crush them. That is not noble means. That is not teaching people and growing with people and loving people. What that is, is some sort of weird, perverse need to feel powerful, to need to punish other people. There is this very strange reality we live in right now where someone who is as liberal and left-wing as I am is being pushed more towards the center by the fanatical left. The, it, it's so insane that, you know, you get to a point where, and what you have to do is what, what, what I've done with the right. If I see extreme fanatical right-wing people, I don't assume those are conservative people. 
I assume those are fanatical right-wing people. I have friends who are conservative fiscally. I have friends who are conservative about certain issues. And we have conversations about it. We may not agree, but we're able to have a conversation about it. I don't see them the same way. I saw a post once about that, about there was someone on the left posted something about how there was an extreme thing on the left. I'm not talking about Antifa, because that's a different animal. That's not a terrorist organization. I'm talking about uh, the people who are these warriors who seek to destroy people's lives because they've seemingly, you know, stepped out of line. And the person said, uh, this uh, person from the Middle East, they were saying, yeah, this is how Muslims see the Taliban and see ISIS. They're, they're extremists. They're not representative. It would be like Christians being tied in with the Klan. It's not representative. It's not who you are. But it's a small group that's extremely loud. I don't believe all Republicans would, you know, are Trump supporters. Not for one fucking second. I believe a remarkable amount of them are quiet about it. And they should be standing up. But I believe that it's a small, very loud group of people who influence an entire political nameplate, basically. So when you say Republicans are evil, Republicans are not evil, okay? Trump supporters, fanatics, fascists, right-wing psychos, those are evil people. You know, when you say left-wing people are good, not all left-wing people are good. Most left-wing people are caring and, and interested in equality, but some of them are psychopathic who wish to co-opt a movement. It's like feminists. I am a feminist. I was raised a feminist. I am a feminist. Of course women should have equal rights. What are you fucking... It's like... Why? The fact that we even have to have that discussion is disgusting. The fact that women don't have equality in a lot of areas is fucking disgusting. The fact that, you know, I can't say anything about it sometimes without anybody jumping on me because I'm a white man and I'm evil, that's fucking disgusting too. I didn't choose to be white. I choose to be male. I am what I am. I can't control it. But when you attack someone because you judge them by their appearance and by their gender, by their sex, you're doing just the same thing that you're fighting against, supposedly, on the opposite side of the spectrum. And there is no room for discussion about that. I'm not saying that it's not possible for people to make mistakes and be sexist or be racist or be homophobic. Of course, of course that happens. Of course it does. Every single person out there, if all their conversations were in the open, if everything they ever said was in the open, if everything they'd ever thought was in the open, would be accused of something like that because it's easy enough to find because the goalposts keep fucking moving. You have to judge intent. You have to judge the person. You have to look at the whole body of work. You cannot read one sentence and know the book. That's the thing. It used to be don't judge a book by its cover and everyone knows that and everyone agrees with that. But now we're supposed to judge a book by something that was written on page 13 before the author really figured out who the characters were. And now we're at page 299 and we're having a conversation with somebody else who goes, yeah, but on page 13 you said this. Well, hang on, what's happened between page 13 and now? A shit ton. You're going to disregard all the growth people have. You're going to disregard all the good people do. You're going to disregard all the things that make the world better because of errors that happen. Look, there's a reason we have juvenile courts and grown-up courts. There's a reason records are expunged at certain ages. There's a reason things like that happen, because people understand that mistakes are made, particularly when you're younger. And I'm not saying this is all a case of when people are young. People make mistakes. People make mistakes. And also, the rules change. What is acceptable one day is not acceptable the next day. And, and only a foolish person wouldn't understand that. I have stuff that I used to do in my act that I would not do now because the world has changed a little bit. I was not an evil, terrible person back then. 
and I'm not an evil, terrible person now. And the fact that I won't do it now shows that I'm not an evil, terrible person because I understand the sensibility has changed. I get it. And so do 99.9% of the people who seem to be having this shit thrown in their face. If you say something directly hateful and racist now, if you get on TV, if you get on the radio, if you get on stand-up stage and you say something that incites hate, if you, get a, if you say something that incites people to be, you know, hateful to each other or causes division in that way, okay, I understand that. But if we're going to go back and look at everything everyone ever said in their entire life and then we're going to attack that, well, fuck, it's going to be a real long day. Because I guarantee you, and I know from personal experience, some of the people who throw stones are the people who are guilty of those things. And often the loudest ones are the worst offenders. Perhaps it's a bit of that, you know how they always said that the crazy most homophobic senators and stuff in the States are almost always the guys found with their pants around their ankles in the men's washer? And I guess it's a self-hating thing, I don't know what it is. But we do that, on, and that's the point. Everyone walks around like they got no windows in their house with just handfuls of stones. We all have things that we have to move past and we've grown past, and hopefully we have grown past. And I judge you by today, and I judge you by your growth, and I don't judge you by what's happened in the past unless it's been directly hateful. There's a big difference. I'm not talking about if you were a Nazi or some shit, like obviously. Like I, I judge by that stuff. That's different though. That's actions. That's, that's a pattern of behavior. But if we're going to start saying that, you know, you say something once, or you do something once, or you, you know, did a certain thing a certain way, you're irredeemable, well, what the fuck are we doing? We're fighting amongst ourselves, and while we think we're about that, the ship we're on is sinking, and the rats are fucking leaving. And that's what's happening right now. The United States of America is suffering way worse with COVID than it ever should have. It never should have been anything like this bad. It should have been 10, 20, 30,000 people died. And it's going to be 250,000 by the time it's done, probably, because it turned into a political mess. It turned into a polarizing issue where people are fighting each other. They're arguing with each other. They're yelling at each other over wearing masks, over washing hands, over if it's a hoax. The waters are so muddy, no one knows anything anymore. Because all the information that's coming in is making people think. The idea that you can just look at something on the internet and think you know more than dozens of experts is mind-fucking-boggling. Oh, well, we're being lied to. It's all, we're all sheep, we're all blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of lying going on. But the fact is, the only people you can actually trust are other human beings who are in the same fucking boat as you. Because the guy traveling around in the private jet and the woman going from with town car to the, to the meetings and the fancy hotels and then going back to her Senate office, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't know about you. They don't care about you. Their life is so different from yours, they may as well be fucking aliens. The person you're fighting on the street over wearing a mask or not, who goes to the same type of job as you, whose kids go to the same schools as you, who buys the same cuts as me as you, who has to buy the same fucking used tires because they don't have enough money, that's the person that's on your side. You just don't know it yet because you're too busy fucking killing each other and arguing with each other. And that's on both sides of the spectrum. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm exhausted by the way the world has become. I'm exhausted by this. Because we could be doing so much more. We are supposed to be better than this now. It's 20 years into the 21st century. 20 years. We're talking about going to Mars. Where we have treatments for diseases we could never could have imagined before. We're looking at lifespans over 100 plus years. We have access to 
better resources than ever before in human history, and yet we cannot get out of our own way, and it will be the fucking death of us, and I am sick of it. I'm sick of watching it. I'm sick of being part of it. I'm sick of going online and seeing it. I sometimes ready to throw my computer out a fucking window. I'm so tired with the inability to have a constant, reasonable discourse. You can have a little bit of one, but when it comes down to a regular discourse online, you can't go more than a few hours on the internet without coming up against some dickhead who's going to call you a name or attack you. And I know some of them are bots. And I know some of them aren't real. But maybe, instead of getting into a defensive position every time, we just go, listen, here's, here's who I am. This is what I am. You know anything about me? Look me up. We'll have a conversation one day. And it goes down to stand-up where cops are apologizing for shit that they shouldn't be apologizing for. If you did something genuinely wrong, fucking apologize. Be a grown-up, all right? Part of being a grown-up. I teach my kid that he's three years old, he must to apologize. Alright? But if you're just apologizing for who you are, and you're not a bad person, and you are again, like I said, doing no harm, fuck that. Because what you're doing is you're handing someone a biscuit for being an asshole. You're giving someone a first place medal for treating other people like garbage. Because that's what they're doing. Don't ever think for one second that the people who are canceling people out there are doing it for the good of other people. They're doing it for themselves. They're doing it to feel powerful. And it's gross. Alright. Podcast is back. If you want to get in touch with me, I have a Facebook group now. What's Wrong with Simon King Podcast. Which I will be. I know I said it was off Facebook, but I'll be on the group. That's one thing I will monitor. I have a Twitter, www.skpodcast and I have a Gmail account. You can send me a letter www.skpodcast at gmail.com if you think of anything you want me to talk about. Uh, yeah. Every Wednesday we're going to be doing this now. So, uh, yeah. I guess I'm back. And uh, I guess that's not what's wrong this week. But well, you know what's wrong this week? It took me so long to figure my way back. So that's what's wrong this week.